Hello, this is Jeff Al Gilberts. I want to welcome you to my live call I'm doing here uh, from a from a lake house that we're we're enjoying, uh, just enjoying some change of routine. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, I've been involved in network marketing over 40 years, so I share what I've learned on these live calls, uh, what I've learned from that journey. So I'm going to acknowledge some people that are joining us. Uh, Right now, we're gonna see who's going to come out and uh, say hello and where you're from. And look forward to acknowledging Brad. Nice to see you, don't remember where you're from, but good to see you. Hope you're doing well. And George in New York City, good to see you. And Kate, good to see you. Gary in Manila, Philippines. How are you, Gary? Good to see you. And Delroy. Good to see you. Rocio in California. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, Brad. Kate in New York. Good to see you. And who else have we got? Debbie in Ontario, Canada. How are you, Debbie? Good to see you. Uh, and we have, um, let me see, C-Roy in Salt Lake. Good to see you, C-Roy my friend and Delroy's in the United Kingdom. You're up late, man. Delroy, go. either you're an early riser, man, or you've just been up late, man. Good to see you. Because I think it's very late there. It's probably like two in the morning, isn't it? Susan in Pennsylvania, good to see you. Good to see you, Susan. You know, um, anyway, it's been cold and rainy uh, here these days, so it's not like it's, boy, today I did, I went out for a little bit on the lake, I was like, nope, too cold, <laughs> gonna go back in, anyway, but it's okay, it's, it's nice just even being on the deck and just sitting there and enjoying the view, um, let's see, uh, so, um, well, I'm glad so many of you could, uh, and Flavio from Ecuador, good to see you, Good to see you. Um, so, you know, I was thinking, I was using this analogy, you know, because so many leaders uh, around the world are still in a quarantine situation, though some countries are open up. Natalia, good to see you from Russia. Um, um, but, you know, so it's still that way uh, right now. Matter of fact, I did a call last night, uh, a Zoom call uh, to the Philippines, and we had over 200 on that call. And so many of them are still in a lockdown situation. You know, and I, and I used this analogy to try to encourage them. I said, you know, think about Nelson Mandela, uh, a person who spent 27 years in prison because he was very vocal about injustices in South Africa. But he really believed in his vision for a different South Africa. So he did what he could. He wrote letters, he stayed engaged, uh, communicated, things like that. Finally, uh, you know, when he was released. Uh, but all those years, he stayed an optimist. How do you do that in a prison cell for 27 years, right? As a matter of fact, I, I, I enjoyed a quote from Nelson Mandela, and I'll read it. It said, 
As I walked out of the door, that is when he was released after 27 years, as I walked out, hey Josh, as I walked out that door toward the gate of freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in that prison. I thought it was an interesting quote. But when you think about it, so many of you have experienced, uh, you know, being in a quarantine situation. Um, I live in the mountains where I can walk out my door and I can be in my gardens. I can go for walks in, in the mountains. It's, you know, I can do that here at the lake, you know, just going out boating, whatever. But I feel for so many of those leaders that live in cities, they live in high rises and they're, you know, it's like being in a small apartment and, you know, I said, hey, think about Nelson Mandela. Imagine if you had to be in that situation for 27 years and yet he remained an optimist. So, so many of you now, um, you know, your countries are starting to open up. Your cities are opening up. Uh, you know, still be wise, okay? Um, that doesn't mean uh, the coronavirus is gone, okay? It's not gone. You'll see numbers go up now. Uh, that's just going to be part of it. But just be smart about it. That's it. Hey, Ju Justine, good to see you. Um, so I wanted to talk about um, four essential qualities. Just four qualities in leadership. I think it's very important to have it present in you if you want to not only grow a team, but sustain a team, such as like the one I've had for now 21 years. And there's reasons why, you know, my organization is still around after 21 years. It's a lot of people doing the right things, but it's leaders setting an example in qualities that are very important, you know, if you want to sustain a team. So I thought about that because someone asked me about that. What are those qualities? Well, there's several. But I don't want to talk about several. I want to talk about some of the ones that just came, you know, out of my head right away. First of all, character is a very important character. And of course, character it defines who we are based on not what we believe, but by what we do. And when we think about leadership in network marketing, leadership is everything, isn't it? But can you imagine leadership without character. For example, we could say Hitler was a leader. There's no question about it. You're talking about somebody who had influence and that's the very definition of leadership is influence. If you could only choose one word, that would be it. That is, you can rally, rally uh, people to a cause, to a mission, to something, and that's what Hitler did. But did Hitler have character? No, he was a monster. But his ability to influence was incredible. It was incredible, wasn't it? So in network marketing, when we think about it, you know, that when leadership, and this is what, this is what created, uh, I mean, it didn't start off that way in Germany with Hitler, did it? It was actually, uh, I mean, they had been went through the the Great Depression they went through a lot of hardships they went through I mean horrible situation their economy 
So his vision for a great Germany resonated, didn't it? Incredible. And it was uh, very needed, that kind of message. But it got ugly later. So we saw that he started as a leader, as a person that the Germans believed in. Of course, they wanted, they needed a leader. And then, it, then when it became very clear that this was a person who did not have character, he was a monster, then things changed quite drastically, didn't they? Even the world turned on him. And rightly so, rightly so. So how do we develop uh, character is most important because what we have to understand is when a leader loses character or doesn't have it, his ability or her ability to influence the team is diminished greatly. And I've seen this with other leaders when they leave a company or a company kicks them out, uh, their ability to influence others to follow them to another company doesn't really happen. They go there alone. And I've seen this many times. Uh, so what we have to understand is when it comes to leadership, it's a little bit different than talent. Like for example, you might have the talent to, you might have a great voice. Maybe you're a great singer. Uh, for example, my son Alexander, he has a natural talent for piano. I mean, he's, he's got this brain, he's very mathematical and all that. And he can just sit down and he just goes right into it. Me, I look at those keys and I don't know what to do with them. Not at all. But some people have natural talent. But when we think about character, Character doesn't work that way. Character is a choice. It's a choice we make. So in other words, somebody has a natural talent. It's natural. It comes to them. They don't really, they have to perfect it if they want to be good at it, sure. But when it comes to character, it's a choice. And when do we make those choices? We make them every day. Every day. We're going to have, we're going to be tested. We're going to have problems come our way. But it's going to be the choices that we make when those problems come that's going to define who we are. doesn't mean that we uh, always do it perfectly. And many times we might look back and say, well, I wish I would have did that differently. Well, that's good. If we can see that and realize that, that we have flaws, then we can change and we can refine ourselves. But that's how we develop character is it's by the choices that we make. That's what defines who we are. And we have to pay attention to that. So we have to understand that that doesn't come with a pin or a title in our company, does it? It doesn't. A lot of you know, some get that in their head that they that they get a pin, they get a rank position, and that means they are somebody. No, it just means that you met the qualifications, or or your team did in the qual in the compensation plan, so you achieve that rank and you get a pin. That doesn't give you character. And that doesn't even mean you're a great leader. You're a leader on some level, but whether you're gonna be a great leader is gonna have a lot to do with the character. So the thing is, what we have to understand is to sustain a team, grow a team, that we gotta work harder on ourselves than we do our team. Because we have to be examples in this area. So, what, so here's some action steps, one is, you know, just look at yourself, watch yourself every day. When you run through tests, 
uh, when you have problems come your way, think before you act. Always do the right thing, even if it's going to cost you. Let me give you an example. I had a situation uh, when I lived on the island of Guam, and Guam was close to several Asian countries. So I could hop a plane, I could be in Japan or the Philippines within two or three hours, uh, Taiwan, many countries, Hong Kong, so many different countries. I could be within a few hours, Korea. Anyway, um, but when I lived on the island of Guam, uh, there was some downline I had there through a team out of Korea. Well, there was a guy that lived down the beach from me and he had a beach bar. Anyway, so he was in my downline. I supported him. I did meetings for him when he, when he asked. And, uh, but he was not a good person. He wasn't. And when I was opening the Philippines and going over to the Philippines and doing meetings, of course, you know, I, I let him know he's welcome to come and I'd be happy to have him and any people that he has because he knew people in the Philippines. Well, long story short, when he came to the uh, meeting, he would go around to some of the people that were already signed up and then offer them deals to leave that team and come with him. And that created a lot of problems. And the, and the leader, the upline back in, in the United States, uh, she called me up and chewed me out and said, why did you bring a thief, a crook into the meeting? Well, I didn't know he was a thief and a crook. And so, so I, I called him up, I said, hey, uh, I've got a problem here, what you're doing. Uh, it won't work. He says, let me come and talk to you. So he comes down the beach, comes to my house, and he says, and this is how it went. He said, what's it to you, Jeff? You're gonna get paid on it either way. If they're under me, they come with me, you get paid on, paid on them. I said, no, it doesn't work that way, my friend, because those people belong to that woman. That's her team out of the United States. I have to protect her business. I would have to protect your business if someone was gonna do it to you. I said, listen, you can get rich in this business if you don't get greedy. Well, he didn't listen to me. But like I said, <clears throat> character is about choices we make, right? And uh, sometimes it's at cost to us to do the right thing. And I was doing the right thing, but yeah, it cost me something because every time I flew back into the island, uh, TSA, uh, immigration, they, they would, uh, the minute they swiped my passport, they'd say, uh, we need to get all your luggage and we need to go through it all. And, and this was like one o'clock in the morning when I fly back into Guam from different countries. There was always late flights coming back in the island, right? And I, I got so mad about that, you know, I mean, every time I, I finally said, hey, why am I being targeted? Well, I, I found out why it was because that guy was friends with some of those people there in immigration. So uh, he just set me up that way. Hey, Mindy, nice to see you. And, uh, and so that's what I'm saying. You know, to do the right thing, sometimes it, it will cost you. And it's an injustice, but it's just, but it defines who you are. Eventually, of course, that guy was kicked out of, I got him kicked out of the company. He needed to be, but uh, not a good man. Not a good man. But it's the choices we make. So, um, and here's the thing I want you to think about. Even when you make wrong choices and your team members become aware of it, 
because nobody's perfect, right? We're not perfect people. Um, if you've paid into that team, paid into those relationships, uh, they're always going to know who you really are. Even when, even when you make mistakes, they're like, ah, yeah, I know, but that's not him. You know, he just made a mistake or she just made a mistake because that person's a, is an incredible leader. Uh, you know, he or she has done so much for us. So what's another quality that I want to talk about is charisma. Charisma. A lot of times we think that's just the ability to attract others to, to ourselves. It's actually a different meaning that I give it. And that is to make other people feel better about themselves. That's my definition of charisma, that we make people feel better about themselves. So we're more concerned about that than we are making them feel good about us. And that's charisma. And that's the music in the relationship. And when we think about it, you know, it's sort of like what I read in How to Win Friends and Influence People. When, when it, I remember in that book, it said, people are not interested in you. But get this straight, you better be interested in them. If I had to, if I had to really define one of my strong qualities, in all my years in network marketing, it wasn't brilliant things I did. It wasn't uh, sophisticated things I did. I simply had the ability to make people feel good about themselves. I took, and how did I do that? I took an interest in them. I took an interest in them. So I'd ask them questions and when they would open up, I would ask more questions. And I would linger in that conversation. People love that because people want to feel that they have significance, that they have, there's something about them that is special, that is good, that is, it's something that people need to know. And when you linger in that conversation in those areas, man, do they love you for it. They love you for it. And I got many people, I, I, I sponsored many very good people or brought people in the business, even for other people. Uh, give you one example. I, I remember I did that one time when I went to Singapore and I was met with a, a woman for someone else. And it was just like that because I, I spoke to her and started asking her questions about Singapore, how long she lived in Singapore, you know, and finally got into her background in network marketing what she'd been doing. Now, I knew the company she was in. It was not a strong company. They had what I call commodity products, products that you can find with any company. Uh, the thing is, once you've paid into a relationship like that, even if it's on a first meeting, and charisma is very important on a first impression, by the way. Let me say that. First impression is very important, but that's why it's important, because when you put charisma into it, then it pays off big. And, and in this case, once you've paid into it, then there are certain allowances they will tolerate. And that is when you step the conversation up and you challenge something. And I remember her, when I was explaining about our product, 
and she said, well, in our company, we have this product, we have that product. And I said, uh-huh. I said, well, you know, everybody has those products. The health food stores here in Singapore have those products. You have a commodity product. That's not what we are marketing here. This is the kind of product that's gonna be in every home. My only question to you is, what percentage of the market do you want? So in other words, I'm getting strong, right? But because I took such an interest in her, she allowed that. And I remember her just looking at me for about 15 seconds. And she said, you're right. Okay, I'm in. And I just smiled, I said, great. Now let's get you enrolled. <laughs> well, she went off and became a $2 million a month producer. But here's the other thing too. And that's the funny thing about it. When it comes to charisma, you share, you're, you're sharing yourself. You're giving of yourself. And I remember her saying, now that I'm in, she said, don't go anywhere. <laughs> in other words, don't fly back to the island of Guam. I want you to stay here. And I want you to run with me. And I said, okay. And she wasn't kidding. And the first person she took me to was her brother. And I remember, and Singapore's hot. It can be muggy sometimes, humid. And I remember going into his uh, house and uh, you know, the fans are going and all that. And I'm thinking, wow, this is a different world. Okay. And then after that, it was going to visit one person after another person. And it's quite amazing. It was an amazing experience. But again, it was all because of charisma. And that is making people feel good about themselves, better about themselves, not trying to get them to feel that, you know, that you're so great, right? Or I'm so great. So here's the other thing too. We give hope when we, uh, when we do that. We inspire hope. It's been said that we are dealers in hope. Well, why not? Because we have so many great examples of people who have achieved success, experienced lifestyles that were never thought possible. So yeah, I think it is. Now here's some roadblocks. Roadblocks to this can be pride, that we're too awesome to do this, to focus so much on others and try to make people feel better about themselves when it should really be about me. No. That's right, pride can be an obstacle. We got, again, if we're aware of that we have that, good. It's a good thing, because then we can do something about it. When we're not aware, I mean, I remember another guy that he loved to brag about. He was a leader in my team many years ago. He's not with me now, thank God. Anyway, <laughs> but love to talk about how great he was. And I told him, I said, hey, 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 uh, listen, dude. Uh, that book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, I read that book. Okay. Uh, can you read it again? And this, this time, uh, can you apply it? <laughs> he couldn't do it. He could never get it out, out of his head. Here's another one. Insecurity is a roadblock to charisma. Insecurity. Emotional insecurity. He's the example uh, of that. 
In other words, he didn't get enough love in his lifetime from his mother. I don't know why. It's, it's, these are the kind of people that got to make it all about themselves. They want attention. If you see that you're that way, that's a good thing. Because now, now you're in a position to do something about it. But we got, again, we've got to make it about the other person. But if we're emotionally insecure and everything has got to be about us, that can be a real problem. I've had uplines like that. Still do. Um, and moodiness. Moodiness is another thing. That can, that can be a roadblock to charisma. We have to watch our state when we get around people. If we don't feel good, if we're in a bad mood, don't talk, don't talk to your leaders, don't talk to your prospects. Go do something else that day. Go for a walk in the park if you possibly can right now. But do something different, change your state. Uh, your physiology affects that. So exercise. If you say, well, Jeff, I'm in, I'm in lockdown, quarantine, how am I gonna exercise? Get on Amazon, order you a rebounder, man. I don't know, do push-ups. Uh, yeah, there's ways you can still exercise in an apartment, okay? But that's a, that's a roadblock. So again, the action step is to change our focus. Let's get it on the other person. Make them feel better about themselves. If you're prospecting people, again, that's important. First impressions are most important. Now here's the third, we can talk about this, and that's commitment. Commitment. Commitment means that you're in this thing to the end. To the end! Okay, you're not thinking about something else. Your, 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 your goals are not negotiable. Your dreams are not negotiable. You don't have a plan B. This is it, you're going to do this. So we have to understand that because you are that way, when people call you about other companies and other opportunities, you're not going to do it. You're not gonna give them your time. I remember 21 years ago, my, I did a 90 day run, 90 day run. And, and so I was always picking up the phone, calling prospects or talking, working with existing downline members but I would get phone calls from friends from, you know, just other companies and they'd say, hey Jeff, hey man, I'm glad I got you. Hey listen, I just got in this company, unbelievable. Compensation plan, second to none. You know, all the hype, right? And I would just stop, I would just stop them right away. I'd say, hey, 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 stop, 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 dude, stop. Listen, listen, I'm glad you found something you're excited about. I found something I'm excited about. And you know, you'll never get anywhere if you're not focused, right? I mean, you gotta be all in, right? That means I cannot focus on this if I'm listening to what you're doing. I cannot be effective at this if I'm giving my time to you. And also, I've made a commitment to my leaders that I'm gonna support them. So if I'm giving that time to you, I'm stealing from them. And I can't steal from them. So commitment is very important. So anyway, so I'd always wish them well. And there, any, anytime somebody called it. Now, now I understand if you're, if you're in a company and things that are not good, there's bad things happening. It is what it is. Then you have to make a decision. Sometimes then that's it's not going to work out, right? 
It's like being in a marriage and then you've done everything you can, but the other side is not coming through. And it's really bad. Okay, sure. But I'm talking about when a company is treating you right. The products are solid. The company is treating you right. They're getting recognized. There's no reason to, to leave. Then you have to go all out. If you want to be successful in network marketing, be committed. Now just understand that some of the people that you sponsor are not going to be like you. I mean, you're going to have cop-outs, the ones that are just going to join, and then they're just going to disappear on you, okay? And then you're going to have the holdouts. The holdouts, they're going to hold out for a while. That's what they're going to do. But as soon as they, you know, they, you know, they just go through uh, resistance, they quit. Dropouts, the ones who just, you know, don't have goals. They don't stay with you. And then you have the all-outs. And those are the ones who are going to pay the price. Those are your drivers. Those are the people that are going to make it happen. And so it's okay. Some people that come in are going to be people that are going to help you get qualified for this month, next month, maybe the following month. And they're going to disappear. It's okay. At least they helped you for a few months until you could find the right people. That's the thing. So you have to stay committed. Now, here's the thing. Just some of the action steps that you need to put in place is measure where you want to be. Decide three months from now, what are your goals? And stay with your action plan. And your action plan needs to be daily. That is, excuse me. The, um, make sure that you're following through all, all you know, on, on your action steps, everything that you're going to do every day, people that you need to follow up with, the time that you've committed, make sure you put in that time, people that you said you were going to call back. You know, I never liked it when I had an upline that said, and I had this happen many times, I call them and say, hey, hey, uh, yeah, can I call you back? Sure. Never calls back. I mean, I've had that happen many times. So, um, which is why I learned to be independent and said, forget it. My upline's going to be God, okay? Um, <laughs> here's the second step is declare what you're going to do. There's something about it. When you announce to your team what you're going to do, what your intentions are, you're really committed to it. And then fencing your time. That is people, you're always going to have people that are going to call you and take up your time. Make sure it's the right people. Make sure you're involved in income producing activities. And here's the fourth one. The fourth one is communication. And hello, Arthur. Do you communicate with me? These are my friends from all over the world. You want to say something? Something. Something? Okay. Are you having fun right now? No. No? Okay. Well, we'll work on that. <clears throat> so, here's the thing. Communication is the lifeblood of your organization. I mean, it's, you know, it means all the difference between having success and not having it. So, talking to your leaders, sharing ideas, sharing your knowledge, sharing your passion, <clears throat> now, things, goals that you have, <clears throat> things that's going to help them be successful. 
in the business. You have to be involved and communicate. Um, too many leaders will get the get to a certain income level and then they, ex, you know, then they experience success coma. They're just not on the grid anymore. Their leaders don't see them on the grid anymore. They're not showing up. They don't show up in Facebook. They don't post or Instagram. They don't post. They're not communicating. They're not calling because they've just been on vacation too long and they think that their income is just gonna be forever. It's like permanent, their rank is permanent. Big mistake. So we have to understand that, <clears throat> that if you wanna keep what you have and even grow it beyond that, communication is so important. Think about it. when was the last time you called some of your leaders? And if you haven't called them in a while, here's what I want you to do. Call them up and ask them how they're doing. How is their family doing? How, how, how are their children doing? Right now, especially. And I mean, don't, don't get into, hey, uh, notice that uh, you're not ranking uh, or your, your volume's going down. Uh, don't do that because they're gonna see it as you're only interested in yourself. If I was to do that to some of my team people, they'd say, yeah, Jeff's only interested in his check, his money, his rank. Ask them, how are you doing? How are you doing, Debbie? Hey, you know, I've been, we haven't talked in a while. Man, I'm really sorry. You know, I was just thinking about you because I really appreciate so many things about you. Things that, you know, just you as a person. How, how are your children doing? What's going on, you know, with the coronavirus and all that? How are you handling the quarantine thing? Things like that. And they said, well, I know I should be doing better in the business. I know I should be doing better. Uh, well, Debbie, I didn't call you about that. I just called to see how you're doing. And let me tell you something. When you do that, your leadership goes up several notches. It goes up several notches. You are the most awesome person. Because they realize you were interested in them as a person. That's incredible communication. We need more of that. That creates incredible culture. Incredible culture in your team. If you can duplicate that kind of culture, oh my gosh, people around the world will be hearing about you. I mean, I'm serious. You'll be the envy of many people in network marketing and they'll say, man, I wonder how she did it. I really wonder how she did it. Well, that's how she did it. Because you took such an interest and you communicated in such a fine way that was selfless. Just to see how they're doing as a person that you really have love and interest in your team. So don't make it about the business. When it comes to communication, you know, they won't remember exactly what you said months from now, years from now. They're gonna remember how you made them feel. How you made them feel. Feelings are permanent. I mean, it's like you, they, when you do things like that, it's like you place anchors in their emotions. I mean, you're there. And so when, when they see a, a picture of you in Facebook, all of a sudden they start feeling those anchors. They feel it. Those, those, those I don't know, just the, how you made them feel at the, that very time when you call them. So those are my thoughts, you know. Think about how you can improve in those areas. If you need to improve in those areas, we could always, uh, have improvement, right? I mean, just character, most important. 
most important, you're gonna, sometimes it's gonna cost you, but let me tell you something. Leadership without character, you'll never be able to influence people. But if you have character in your leadership, you'll be able to influence your people for decades. They'll stay with you. They'll always stay with you. Have that charisma, take an interest, and people make them feel good about themselves, they'll stay with you. And then, you know, it's so important other than charisma to have that commitment, stay with it through thick and thin. Fence your time in, don't let people control your time. And then, last of all, communication. Make people feel so good when you call them and you're interested in them. You're not calling them about the business. Sure, they're going to get around to it. They're going to talk to it. It's okay. It's not, I'm not saying don't talk about it. I'm saying take an interest in them. Make them feel special. So um, anyway, thank you so much for getting on. I thought I'd give you <clears throat> a shout out here you know, from the lake. And I appreciate all of you getting on this call tonight. I hope you're doing well. Take care of yourselves. Be safe in everything. Stay positive. And I'll give you a shout out tomorrow. Thanks for joining me tonight. Good night.